Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We're a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation, and we'll be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams and get your project done right, on time, on budget, and with quality craftsmanship. Welcome to the show, everyone. Something we all have in our homes are windows. They help bring the outdoors in and illuminate our spaces with the all-important natural light. And a fun fact about windows is way back in the 1700s and 1800s, the Brits and the Scots brought in this thing called a window tax as a way to tax the wealthy without having to fight them um, around having to declare how much wealth they actually had. And as because the thought was that if you were wealthy, you could afford more windows. And of course, it was easily calculated. You could just roll up to the, the, the street front and count how many windows a particular house had. And then there you go, how tax was calculated. Um, it was wildly unpopular, as all taxes are. And it was uh, seen or coined as it was a tax on light and air. So at some point it was uh, removed, but um, taxes and death you're never going to get away from them. And they, it's, it goes back as far as history. So anyway, with me today is Braden Stevenson of North Shore Door. And while the name doesn't say it, they also do windows. So Braden is the general manager of North Shore Door, which is a door and window manufacturing company who has proudly been serving the lower mainland with premium products for over 10 years. Braden spends most of his daily role in sales and strategic growth of the company, but also oversees operations of various departments. And he is not only passionate about finding the best product for each individual home and space, but he truly enjoys educating his customers so they can enjoy their product for years to come. And while not work, working at North Shore Door, Braden can be found spending time with his family, playing hockey and camping. And when the sun is out, you may even catch him on the golf course. So welcome to the show today, Brayden, and uh, thanks for joining me on All Things Renovation. Yeah, hi, Brandy. Uh, thanks for having me on. I look forward to educating the the audience and um, working with, uh, with you to answer any of your questions, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, all right. So as, I mean, you know more than anybody, there are so many things to consider when choosing windows and, of course, doors. Um, and I'd like you to take us through some of the considerations for windows uh, for this particular episode and maybe in another one down the road in the future, we'll do one specifically for doors. So some of the things that I some come to mind for me are around material options and maintenance and opening styles and glazing options and the hardware and the cost impacts of all of those things. Um, so maybe just start off with just the basics of, you know, when someone rolls into the showroom and we get talking about window options. So materials, maybe let's just start with that. What do you, what do you generally talk about when we're talking material options? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the first thing um, that I would normally talk to somebody when they first were to give me a call or come in and see me would be to discuss if it's a renovation or a new construction build. Um, I do believe that does have some important um, elements into the path that we take. Um, and then if we look down the new construction, it's sort of the design of the home. Is it contemporary? Is it farmhouse? Um, that sort of uh, element. And then if it's a renovation, I usually start with 
um, asking the clients what the reason for the re- re- the reason for replacing the windows is, mm-hmm. um, because that's often they often have a really good reason and a specific reason to replace them, um, and that oftentimes does help lead down the path of what materials are best and maybe some things we can do on the next round of windows to to reduce the um, challenges or the concerns that they had on the previous windows. So um, with that aside, uh, we can look at the different options because both options do apply for uh, renovation and new construction. So yeah, or, or, there's, or there's a combination of the both. So we're doing a renovation of part of the space and we're say we're um, putting an addition on or changing the opening size of a window because you know we're in the kitchen and we want something bigger or what have you and so then that sort of leads to okay it's kind of a renovation but we're opening up the space we're down to the studs and then at that point it sort of is a new sort of style of construction so uh, sometimes you can end up having a little bit of both in whatever project that you happen to be working on so yeah so materials but let's like roll through some of that yeah absolutely so there there's really four main uh, frame materials that um, are available and then there's sort of details within. So the main one, which uh, you talked about the Brits and the historical um, window frames, uh, there was a lot of wood windows back in the day. Um, Most of the homes in Shaughnessy and the west side of Vancouver um, are wood windows and then they're sort of scattered, scattered around. So wood windows come either as a wood, wood, so they'll actually be wood on the inside and wood on the outside. A lot of people historically would have seen rot on wood windows, but with the new treatments that they put in the wood, uh, we're starting to see that uh, less and less. In addition, wood windows also have an exterior clad option. So the outside is either cladded with a fiberglass material or a, a aluminum material. So the outside is basically protected from the elements. Um, And then the inside can either be a wood that's painted or in a variety of species, or it could also be stained or clear coated. So you can get that natural wood beauty look, um, but you've also got the protection of maybe an aluminum or a fiberglass window. Yeah, and you, and you touched on, you know, the sort of the more heritage style house where, you know, you want something that's sympathetic to the house, but you want to maybe not deal with the maintenance as much, but also on the inside, you want it to be consistent with everything else. So that's the beauty of having that dual sort of uh, option so that you're kind of getting the best of both the worlds. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's important to, to match the house. And like you said, if you're doing a renovation, um, a new opening, it's if the rest of the windows you're maybe not changing or you've got character in the house, having a wood windows beneficial and having that clad option gives you the low maintenance, uh, which I think is, is an extremely good option to look at. Um, going into, like I said, you can clad windows with fiberglass. The, the next op- option would be fiberglass windows in and out. So those windows are basically a protruded fiberglass uh, window, oftentimes a very narrow frame, um, usually on the modern contemporary side of things. And the beauty of fiberglass is you can get quite large sizes, um, oftentimes larger than, for example, a vinyl window, which I can um, 
go into next. Uh, so vinyl is obviously the most common window in, I would say, new construction nowadays, um, especially in single family homes and low rise apartments. It's the most cost effective option. And for the most part, you can get all the different operating styles within vinyl and it being a PVC material, it's relatively low maintenance. It, uh, it's not going to rot. It's not going to, um, you're not going to see the sort of issues that you had with wood windows, for example, back in the day. And then, um, the last, uh, material option that, uh, that's available is an aluminum window, which but between wood and vinyl, um, aluminum's a very, very popular option. Most houses that we do retrofit for is existing aluminum. They're usually single pane. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there goes your, your heat and your energy efficiency, single pane windows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, most of them weren't thermally broken. So when we get into the different energy efficiency glazing options, the thermally broken, especially in the aluminum product is, is of the utmost importance to ensure that, that you have the efficiency. But the one thing that aluminum has going for it is you do have the sort of commercial storefront look. So some people really like that sleek line, really narrow frame. So um, I am still a, a fan of the aluminum product and, and that is basically the, the four four options, five if you count the clad and the woodwood uh, options that, that are available. Right. So do we, do we feel that any one of those is more superior over the other, or do we feel that really it is dwelling specific, that you know, there is probably a best option for any given dwelling, and it just depends on each individual situation? Yeah, so I would say that they're all applicable. And they would all work in in any dwelling. However, um, cost is a is a big factor. Um, you obviously have vinyl, um, and then you go all the way up to the wood, aluminum offerings. But it's really the design of the house and what what the people are are looking for. That's that's of the utmost importance for the decision that they make. Yeah. Okay. So. Um... That's basically what I expected to be, what the answer to be. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, now we, you did touch on a couple of other things, which I think are really vitally important in, in putting together the combination of window that, you know, people would maybe start to consider. And, and one of those was about glazing. So, um, and for those who are listening, uh, don't know exactly what glazing means in this context, it means the glass that is within the frame of the window. So um, and, you know, these days we're all talking about energy efficiency and, uh, Braden just mentioned something about being thermally broken. So maybe, um, run us through sort of all of that part of the conversation. Yeah. So basically every window has glass and every window has a lot of glass. So when you're, when you're looking at a, a, a window, obviously the frame's important. But the glazing option, the, the glass is, is really probably more important when it comes to the energy efficiency side. Because if you look at the overall window, majority of the surface is, is glass. And that's really what lets the light through. 
Yep. So single pane is kind of in the past. We don't, uh, we don't entertain those uh, for exterior building um, envelope anymore, but um, the technology it has come a long way uh, with double pane. It's now uh, available in triple pane. And then the, the low E coatings, which I can touch on, have become extremely advanced and they continue um, to become more advanced with the number of coatings they have and the types of coatings they have. Um, and then in addition, you've got the filling options. So inside the two panes, they'll have argon gas. And then there's a new uh, op option, which is krypton gas. Um, which gives you that additional efficiency. So with, with the coatings, um, maybe expand on that a little bit more, like why would someone want a coating and, and what, are, what are the reasons for having a certain coating over another? I'm thinking, you know, like obviously there might be some heat reflection or something along that line. So maybe delve into that a little bit for me. Yeah, absolutely. So Low E coatings are essentially a coating that's applied when after the float glass has been made. So once they actually make turn the sand into glass, they cut it and they essentially apply low E coatings to to the glass. So low E coatings, if you look at if you look at a window from the outside, there's four surfaces. There's the surface one, which is the outside of the house that you can touch. Surface two is the inside of the first pane of glass. And then there's the third surface, which is the inside the sealed unit outside the house. And then there's the surface four, which is the surface that you can touch. So at this time we apply low E coatings to the second surface and an option to apply low E coatings to the fourth surface. So the surface you can touch in your home. And the, the reason I bring that up is what low E coatings do is they reflect the sun's UV rays from entering the home mm -hmm. um, through the second surface. And with technology, um, Cardinal and PFG have been able to come up with a coating that they actually apply to the surface you touch. Um, it's not necessarily very new, but it's something that more and more people are um, starting to select on their home because it gives you very close, if not triple pane ratings. So when we talk about energy efficiency, oftentimes people will bring up triple pane. Yeah. Um, and what the I-89 coding uh, does is it actually gives you triple pane ratings, but with a double pane. So you save on the cost of the glass um, and then you save on just the energy efficiency or the energy consumption to make the glass transport the glass um, and then the weight of the window is quite a bit less so with with the requirements of the bc building code um, the vancouver building code the step building code and then obviously the rebates that are available um, currently from bc hydro when you do retrofit windows um, it's really important to make sure that the usi or or the u value that you achieve on your windows is is able to make sure you meet the building code. And also if you're um, able to achieve the rebates, the, that would be, that would be beneficial. And do, do these coatings, do they, um, do they protect anything 
that's a question I get a lot. Uh, it, like, you know, say your sofa is facing the back of the window and, you know, in the past, the sun would beat down on it and the, the color of the fabric would get bleached out from the sun. Is there um, these coatings, do they do any protection for, you know, furniture and flooring, for instance, like a hardwood floor, if the sun always hits one part of the floor, it's going to bleach out or lighten the floor over time. Do these coatings help with that at all? Absolutely. That's an excellent point. Uh, so yeah, not only do they protect um, and give the home more energy efficiency, um, but the big thing is, is the more low E coatings you apply, there's other um, terms that they use. So one of them is called visual transmittance. Um, but essentially what the low E coatings are doing is they're limiting the UV's rays from entering the home. Yeah. So you'll notice that the more energy efficiency you become, um, the less the visual transmittance. And essentially what that's doing is stopping the sun's rays from UV damaging couches, furniture, walls, paintings, that sort of thing. So um, to touch on that, the low E coatings used to have what we would call I-80, which is one. Um, now there's 262 or 266. Um, and that's two coatings. And then now there's three coatings. And I just seen uh, um, a brochure come through that it looks like there's now a fourth coating that uh, that can be applied. So to touch on that as well, when I talked about the visual transmittance, the furniture is one option, light coming in. But the other thing to consider is actually light leaving the home. So mm. as you apply greater low E coating, you actually start to tint and tint and tint the window. Um, so when you're actually standing inside the house and looking out, if you've got a beautiful view or you're trying to have the ability to see through the window, you definitely do make the window darker. So that is something to consider that the more energy efficient you come, the less visual light that actually comes through that window. Yeah. So it'd be kind of like having, being in a car that has tinted windows, so it, um, you know, you don't get the, as much light sort of uh, going from a visual standpoint, like you're being limited in that regard. Um, exactly. All right. So um, let's get into some opening styles uh, and, and shapes, I guess. I mean, the most standard is, you know, like a rectangle or a square type of shape, but there's all kinds of shapes under the sun, like whether they're half rounds or octagons or you know, ovals or all, all that kind of stuff. So maybe let's start with the opening styles so that everyone has a general idea of, of what we're talking about when we're saying double hung or what have you. And then from there, we can maybe talk a little bit more through some of the, the shape considerations. Absolutely. So the I like to kind of look at the windows as, I guess, families. So the operating styles of families. So basically when you've got, um, when you've got a home, um, there's just to go over the style. So you've got casements, awnings, sliders, single hung, double hung, picture windows. Um, and then the European style, which would be a tilt and turn window. Um, so when I bring those up, the families that, that, kind of go together would be a casement window which would crank out yep um, an awning window which essentially cranks up a slider which either it will slide along its track so either half of it will slide a quarter 
a third. Um, and then a single hung, which would slide up. A double hung, which is a very innovative window, which actually slides up and you can slide the top of the part down. So you've got that ability to give energy or to give airflow without maybe having a concern about uh, burglary or, or um, that sort of thing. Yep. Or children falling out of windows at, on the second floor or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, picture window um, is kind of both a part of both families. Um, and then obviously the tilt and turn being a European style window, you have the option to tilt it in, like you said about the children falling or the airflow, and then you can also tilt and it also turns out. So it operates like a casement or tilts into the house. So that's uh, that's a cool option. And then your question about the different styles of picture windows and they're, they're kind of endless. Um, obviously you've got round windows, half rounds, um, and yeah, there's just, uh, I I've seen lots of different, lots of different styles and configurations because you can essentially mull, a, a mull is essentially when we take a single window and attach it to another window. Um, so yeah, lots of different, uh, combinations. And then what about, um, you know, cause we did sort of touch on, you know, more of maybe like some heritage or like an older style house that has uh, like mullions in their windows, for instance, that was a really popular thing for a, a really long time. And there was a reason for that in that, you know, they could only make glass so big and um, you know, the mullion gave people the ability to have a much larger sort of window overall area, but you know, they couldn't produce the glass to be as big as they needed to do that whole area. So now it's more of a design feature than a, a, a need from driven from glazing restriction. So um, I'm assuming like, you know, we've all seen like the faux mullion sort of sandwiched in between some glass and, you know, it looks a little bit cheesy in my point of view, but you can also get, you know, proper uh, mullioned styles um, within, within really any of those options, correct? Yeah. So um, just to confirm, are you, you're talking about the sort of a grid design that yeah. you'll see people put on? Yeah. So yeah. any of the windows that I, any of the series and any of the families of operating styles, um, sorry, material types and operating styles, any of them can have, have the mullions back in the day. Um, like you mentioned to get bigger glass and, and sort of thing. We, we looked at something called a TDL, which stands for true divided light. Mm -hmm. So that's where they actually have smaller panes of glass and these mullions um, actually run to the frame. And that that's one way to look at it. it. It's almost, it's very difficult to find that now. I just believe the cost um, has become too difficult to continue to produce that. So we have what now what we call an SDL, which is, stands for simulated divided light and those essentially it's one big pane of glass inside of its main frame and then the SDL bars will run to based on the configuration that you've selected will run on top of the glass and they're essentially applied with with a glue or a tape yeah yeah well it's good to know we still can mimic that option without you know totally breaking the bank <laughs> 
Absolutely. Um, now, of course, with all of these opening styles and so forth, uh, we also have a whole bunch of hardware options, meaning like the little handles and all that kind of thing. So, um, and of course, how the, the window actually operates, we mentioned like a crank style or what have you. So maybe roll through some of the, the hardware options that are available for us to consider. Yeah, so hardware options uh, depends on the, the series of the window. Um, wood windows being a premium offering have a variety of colors and oftentimes a folding cranking handle or a nesting handle. It's, uh, it's a variety of options with, with vinyl windows, fiberglass windows, and aluminum. The oftentimes the hardware will match the sort of the design element of the window. So it'll either be sort of a square contemporary sort of look, or um, it may be a, like I said, a folding handle. The, the hardware offerings on windows is unfortunately not as broad as door hardware, <laughs> if we want to look at it that way. Um, it is usually most of the manufacturers that that produce windows sort of have one offering that they they put on the windows it usually matches the interior color window and um but saying that there there definitely are some innovative hardware brands out there so there's the smart touch lock on a slider um there's like i said the folding nesting handle where it when you close the handle it actually nests into the into the yeah. window. So yeah, there's, there's definitely options. It's just not as, um, not as broad as maybe it could be. Yeah. Well, you, you do have some limitations as far as, you know, even what the windows do and why you would even need different hardware. So I can see why maybe there's maybe not as much of a, uh, a range of options for people to, to choose from, but Generally, there is, you know, at least a finish option that you can choose if you want it to be satin nickel or you want it chrome or you want it sort of white to match the white window and, you know, all that kind of thing. So um, it's good for people to know that, you know, that there are some options that, that they are going to have to consider and, and a question that you're going to end up asking them, like, what kind of hardware do you want with this? Because I say always, always, all the time to all of our clients, like, you'd be surprised at how many questions you're going to need to consider and provide an answer for and you know oh, i just want a window well what kind of window and how big do you want it and what kind of hardware is it and how do you want it to open like even just within the windows themselves and each window has that number of questions so you know i say that there's thousands and thousands of questions to answer in, in any given renovation and even just within one small portion of the scope in this case windows like there are like literally like probably 10 questions you're going to have to answer for every single window so it, it's kind of kind of mind-boggling like how many how many questions you need to answer as a person who's going to engage in a renovation so interesting yeah. <laughs> um so are there i mean obviously we we did touch on a little bit of uh, a cost factor when you know we're looking at material options and that kind of thing is there um an opening style it maybe is more expensive than another yeah, absolutely so picture windows are going to be your most cost effective so people oftentimes will try to select 
different areas in the home where they can put picture windows. Obviously, there's no hardware involved in them. They don't operate. It's one sash. Um, so those, those are going to be your most cost effective. And then sliders, single hungs are stepping up. Um, there's no, not necessarily any hardware in the guts of the window. It's mostly just rollers that uh, slide along a track. Um, double hungs are going to be a little more money based on there's a little more involved in them. Both sashes move and then casements awnings are going to be the most expensive option for, uh, for windows based on just the amount of hardware. A lot of companies will use a stainless steel hardware. Um, and then you've got the hardware on the inside of the window that we just talked about where the window cranks out. Yeah. For sure. So um, what sort of changes in the industry have you seen? Is there anything that's upcoming that is of note that would be, you know, cutting edge or interesting for us to, to think about for our, our homes? I know um, often we'll see massive windows on like, you know, those gorgeous pictures that we see on Pinterest or Instagram or wherever, you know, where they're like floor to ceiling. And it seems like, you know, you could almost just step right out of them into the great outdoors. Um, you know, is there anything around those or I don't know, like you're the guy in the industry. Is there anything up and coming that would be really, really interesting for us to, to sort of chew on for a while? Yeah, absolutely. So it is an ever-changing industry and uh, all the companies are really trying their hardest to keep up with the design elements, the architecture, and just the, like you said, the Pinterest social media has enlightened the world to um, all these creative ideas. So I think it's awesome. And um, the, the one thing that locally we're, we're dealing with now, and it's something that has sort of the snowball has started and it's just continuing to get bigger and move quicker is on the energy efficiency side. So although there's probably some design elements and color options that people are after, um, obviously we've seen the black in black out window. That was something that has, since I've been at North Shore door, it's been a very, very popular option. And I believe it's going to continue, especially with the farmhouse um, style of home. And um, can you explain so a little bit more about, about that? Um, so listeners have a better idea of what, what that actually means. Yeah. So basically the, the farmhouse style is the house is normally a white. It's a, sort of a vertical or horizontal wood siding or composite. Um, siding and then the windows will be the frame material around the windows will be a black yeah so on the exterior it's very popular to have a black window a lot of people like that look but then on the inside historically windows would be white yep so your your walls are white or painted and the windows are white where people like the windows to be pronounced and to have a block frame on the inside and the outside. Excellent. Thank so, you. Yeah, absolutely. So the challenge that the industry has had is painting 
sliding casement windows, it, it rubs off. So one thing that has come up um, and it seems like most companies are actually moving towards is it's called a foil wrap or, or a co-extruded product. So instead of it being the vinyl window being painted, it's actually being applied with a wrap or with a, um, or it's being co-extruded when the vinyl's being extruded in the, in the plant, yep. which gives you that longevity. Um, it limits the color options currently, but it's something that is innovative for the industry. Um, moving forward that, that we can provide better warranties and more longevity on the products. Yeah. Do you see anything um, coming out of Europe? Cause I, I always seem to feel that, you know, they're, they're a little bit further ahead of, of things from an innovation standpoint than we are in the West here. Like I've seen uh, heated glass and all kinds of things on some um, whatever, just shows or whatever that we happen to, to watch uh, <laughs> that are from, from overseas. Um, do you sort of feel that here in the West, we're a little bit behind the innovation of things that are happening in, in, in Europe? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, like you said, the, the foil, the foil wrap, um, is actually, I believe it to be a European created manufactured product. I think we're locally manufacturing it now, but it is from Europe. The other cool thing that you bring, uh, Europe up is, I don't know if it's Europe or Asia, but, um, there is a glass where it actually is clear. And then there's, I believe electricity or some sort of a, um, some sort of a reaction that happens in the glass and it'll actually go frosted. So instead of buying uh, yeah, frosted no, glass, yeah. clear glass, you can kind of have the best of both worlds. So yeah. And you can, you, some... you can toggle it on and off with kind of almost like a switch or a flip of a switch kind of thing. I've seen that. Exactly. It's on a switch, but um, yeah, I think like I touched on at the very beginning of changes the the big one that we're seeing locally here um, and we'll see across Canada is just a push to have greater energy efficient homes. I yeah. think the city of Vancouver is pushing a, a net zero um, BC's talking about it. And obviously the, in the federal election, it was a topic brought up with climate change. And I think moving forward, that's really the push to, how do we make the windows more efficient? How do we make glass more efficient? And how do we continue to sell windows that meet these requirements? Because like I said, the snowball is, is growing and it's, it's becoming mandated in more and more municipalities that we see. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's all, and everything right now is all about energy and you, you touched on, you know, BC building code and in Vancouver, they have their own set of bylaws, but actually every, every municipality does. Um, and then, of course, we're, we're dealing with this um, uh, step program uh, for building, which basically is leading us to passive house standard for every new build that's coming up. And I think they had it set for like 2022 or 23 initially, but I think it's it's coming like 2025 or 26, I think is the the more realistic <laughs> sort of timeline for it, but it's coming. So anybody who is building new is definitely going to have to 
um, be well aware of that. And of course, all of your climate control and, you know, like there's a, a multitude of things that goes into any new build that is basically getting us to that standard. Um, from a renovation standpoint, it becomes a little bit more challenging because we're dealing with a legacy um, building where, you know, we had two by fours, not even two by six to get our insulation in and so on and so forth. So it, it becomes a little bit more challenging on a renovation um, perspective, just because, you know, we're, we can only do so much with the structure that we have to try and bring it to that standpoint. So I think there's going to have to be some, um, uh, some really innovative ways to kind of get us there when we're talking about a renovation. And of course, not everybody is renovating their houses right down at the studs on every single wall, every single floor. Like oftentimes we're just doing one small area. So how do you deal with all of that in that case? So yeah, um, it, it's, it'll, it'll be a really interesting transition for all of us in the building trades. And, and I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how it goes and where it goes. So uh, with windows, it's definitely becoming more and more energy efficient in, in nature. So I'm glad that we touched on that today. Um, is there anything else that you really feel like uh, we want to share, educate people about or on on this topic of windows? Have we missed anything? Yeah, I think we've covered a lot of material. I think people are probably, um, one thing that's I've learned is when I first entered the industry, they were, they were windows. They opened, they let light through, and every home has them. But as you start to, to dive in and understand how they're manufactured and why they exist and why homes need them. Um, it's amazing the options and, and everything that goes into it. But the only other two things that I would touch on, and obviously it's more manufacture and in individual specific, um, but obviously installation methods, I think is extremely important. Yes. Um, Obviously, the window is only so efficient and the window can only operate so well, but the installation being done properly and making sure that it's sealed, that's really uh, super key. So um, always make sure that the installation is, is done right. And then the other, me uh, other thing to consider is obviously the warranty. So um, with windows, they, they do operate. They do see a lot of weather, rain, sun. So having making sure that the warranty for the windows that you purchase is of extremely important because um, some some warranties have labor components some warranties have transferability so if you sell the house and other warranties have lengths or terms what they cover so just understanding the warranty and making sure that that's what you feel comfortable with the purchase is, is important yeah those are two really really great points thank you for bringing those up um, yeah, so from the, the installation standpoint, I feel like we could probably have a whole show just on installation of, of doors and windows. Um, but the, the, the top level Cole's notes is just making sure that, you know, you're, um, aware of what your building envelope is doing and making sure that we don't have air transfer from the outside to the inside, vice versa, and that, you know, we're protecting the, the structure from, from getting wet and allowing you know water to get in in one way shape or form and then of course it rots from the inside out and then you have major problems so those are the kind of the, the two main things but there are um you know specific methods depending on what you're doing is if it's a new build or a reno or whatever and, and you know the the bottom line is the same air and weather 
water. We don't want that coming in. So um, definitely that. Um, yeah. So before we close out the show, because uh, I feel like we've really gotten into pretty much everything that I was hoping to do today. Um, how would uh, a listener connect with with you or with North Shore Door to engage with selecting windows for their renovation or their home? Um, maybe tell us how to get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the, probably the best way to get a hold of us is on our website, uh, so which is www.northshoredoor.ca. And uh, that on there has contact forms. It has uh, our different window manufacturers that we represent. Um, it talks a little bit about our installation and then it also has um, contact information, our address and our, our phone number to reach out to us. So, Are, are you on um, any social media? Or yes, we we are on uh, Instagram, and our tag is at North Shore Door Ltd, and uh, we do post uh, a variety of different beauty shots of products, and then um, oftentimes some innovative things that uh, the manufacturers have come out with. So it's always beneficial to check social media and and follow us if uh if you are interested excellent all right so now we get into some of the a couple of the fun questions i like to ask everybody at the end of uh our our time together uh what would you like to change or renovate most in your own home that's the that's a fun question um it's something that uh for me i think that the kitchen is is important. I know that's not doors and windows. I feel like I <laughs> live and live and breathe doors and windows. I look at them so much. So um, the kitchen's important, but obviously we didn't touch on the door side, but opening up the back of the house to, and putting a large multi-side bifolding door would be, would be a dream of mine to, to do that. So I think I think you and many other listeners out there and myself as well to be able to have that you know big expanse of just openness to your deck and all that kind of thing. And I, I I'm with you on that one. Uh, so the second one, second question is: Are you handy? And if so, what's your favorite tool? And if not, what tool do you think would be the most fun to use? Simple answer is no. I'm not handy. <laughs> um, and my favorite tool to use is probably the internet um, <laughs> because when I do need to figure something out or uh, fix something, then uh, the internet is usually my main tool and that will either guide me into some tidbits as to how to repair it or uh, maybe someone to call to come and look at it. <laughs> Excellent, I love that. Um, all right, uh, Braden. Well, it's been really great having you on the show and, and getting into some of the considerations around choosing windows and um, just honestly, like all, all of the, the, the answers to the questions that we would need to consider around, uh, around them. Um, and for those who are listening, thanks again for tuning in and be sure to uh, check out uh, North Shore Door if you're interested in windows or doors. And um, 
yeah, again, thanks for coming on the show, Brayden. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Brandy, and uh, the team at All Things Renovations. I really appreciate uh, you bringing me on, and I hope uh, I enlightened uh, yourself and the viewers into the world of Windows. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Thanks. Ciao for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation. We hope after listening, you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams. You can find all additional episodes and resources for all things renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at woodbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.